Hello and welcome to Viva Pod Vegas. I thank you very much for listening. This is episode 15, Kissing Cousins from 1964. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm a Mark Manter. Mike, I think we were worry, right to worry about this movie. Yep. For different reasons, I think, maybe. Okay. But not, not completely different. I'm sure there's some of the same reasons. I don't, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. Okay. But this is his worst movie so far, right? I think so. Yeah. I think for many reasons. Now, that's not to say, like, there weren't things in here that are completely insane. Well, I know you saw my favorite things. I put it on yes, Letterboxd. Yes, it passed your test, which, good. You know, that, that's my all one, that matters. The test, if you've not listened to it an episode before or you don't remember my test, I want to see one thing in each of these movies that I've never seen before. Yeah. Like, like, a, like uh, in a movie. Yes. Not just in an Elvis movie. Right. In any movie. <laughs> uh, in The Walls Have Ears, the whole dancing scene, like that okay, song. Dancing kitchen Incredible. Thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. And this, uh, the sergeant getting sick when he hears what the food is made of, and then a bright green light illuminating his face to make him look ill. Practical effects. Yep. Uh, terrible. Loved it. Yeah. It's perfect. I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing for a minute. And then I was like, I can't believe it just turned into a cartoon for a second. Like, what was that? I mean, it didn't it wasn't animated, but it was the sensibilities of like, you know, the rest like the rest most of this movie, a Warner Brothers cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Okay. So before we get into it, we have an email. Oh, right. We have an email address, king, K-I-N-G, at cageclub.main. Mike, we have, I almost called you Joe, because like almost every time I read emails, it's to Joe. Joe, mm-hmm. we have an email. Mike, we have an email from Lucy, subject line, love your show. Oh, cool. Dude, you guys have me laughing out loud so often. As a longtime diehard Elvis fan, I was looking for an Elvis podcast. And like y'all have mentioned before, there really aren't many, which seems wild because yeah. like there's a million, there's literally like a million podcasts. It, yeah, there's such a built-in fan base that we actually weren't considering when we started this. You know, we were more like, let's just do his movies. And then we we're like, there's not a lot of stuff out there. I think our number one fear, and fear is a very strong word, was that we are going <laughs> to make people upset because we don't really know. That's not mm-hmm. about the music. Right. Barely about the music we don't really know the movies and like whatever but it almost feels like hey we'll take what we can get yeah yeah exactly fear is the mind killer joey so just remember that from going forward Mm. and right we never there was never any disrespect doing this it's just like i was worried too because i wasn't the biggest i loved elvis going into this i had seen two of his movies i just didn't want to see more than i had Mm -hmm. i just want to see disrespectful but like this has been a lot of fun i'm turning into like a super elvis fan and even this episode where kissing cousins is a a bad movie uh Mm -hmm. we'll be respectful so we're gonna get there uh lucy says when i stumbled upon yours i was hooked and obsessed i'm writing a line between elvis can do no wrong and he's a flawed being and most of his movies are absolutely entertainingly terrible It's nice to find a podcast where there's, quote, normal people Hmm. talking about Elvis instead of those who think he's flawless. Yes, as a fan, I think he's the most incredible thing that's ever happened, but Uh he's also human. Nice. Yeah. Well put. Your show's been a light in the dark for me at times, and I can't wait for you to get to some of these movies. Get ready for Uh, Kissing Cousins. Oh, we weren't. I'm sure all of us who listen are just as excited as I am to hear your review of it. Then later in his movie career, there are some that flop so hard they're pure gold magic shit. I've Whoa. seen them all. I suggest watching them stoned and was just open mouth hilarity and disbelief. I'm always constantly checking for your next episode comes out. Sorry, there's, there's no rhyme yeah, or reason. It's very inconsistent. We're here today because there's a new Hanks movie on VOD, which... <laughs> yeah, if you track Hanks' career, if you want to know when a new Elvis episode's coming out... The next episode of this will probably be... Well, no, because we're probably not going to get together Renfield. for Renfield. But we're going to do that probably online because gonna, we're going to loop in Dan. Well, you could maybe... That we'll dude do doesn't a, drive we'll anywhere. We'll do a second episode. Come on up. We'll, we'll figure do, it we'll, out. We'll figure it out. 
uh, Wick 4. Wick 4. That's this mm, month, isn't it? It is this month. There's a lot going on this month, man. Big month. It's five Fridays, so. Ooh. We're, yeah, it's a crazy smarch. Correct. <laughs> and, and not one of those Fridays is a 13th. Um, Go figure. Constantly checking for when your next episode comes out and so excited when it does. You got me dropping weights at the gym when I'm listening and laughing. Ken, thank you enough, Lucy. Well, thank you, oh, Lucy, thank for you. writing in. Very kind of you. Very nice to hear. Very nice to hear. If you want to email in king at cageclub.me, share your thoughts on Elvis movies. Warn uh, us for upcoming ones or yeah. whatever. I was going to say, like, you know, wasn't expecting this one to be this. And to know that there's sort of going to be more of this down the line, like, I'm so more. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm, I just feel a little more prepped. You know, like this is this caught me off guard. This, well, we'll get to it. I'll save it. There's a new Elvis show on Netflix. What's that show called, Mike? Oh, it's uh, the cartoon. Oh man, it's called Agent Elvis. Oh, is that out today? Or no, it's today? out in two weeks. Okay, okay. Well, we'll get on to that. A crazy smart uh, March seventeenth. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that looks insane. Caitlin Olson, Johnny Knoxville, Niecy Nash, Tom Keddie, and Don Cheadle. Doesn't Tom Matthew Kenny McConaughey have joined McConaughey? Yeah, and Agent Elvis. That's a crazy cast. McConaughey plays Elvis. Yeah, and I don't think he's doing. I think he's just talking like McConaughey, which works in the trailer you know? at least. Well, that's why, like in this movie, they're like, we need somebody from the South. We need someone from the Tennessee, and just like, oh yeah, just how Elvis talks. Yeah, it's get, like okay. get Sergeant Elvis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, I'm looking forward to that. Have we ever talked about it? I bring up Orion on here. Orion, who was like an Elvis impersonator that was never allowed to take his mask off. I think. don't know. Okay, so like I meant to bring that up at one point just to have it on record to you know maybe uh, add to our list down the line when we run out of actual Elvis movies. Mm-hmm. We're doing like Elvis adjacent stuff. That was a fascinating thing that I rediscovered before uh, between episodes, between recordings. O R I O N, yeah, just regular Ryan. Okay, interesting. We we've talked about before. There's so much to, that we could do theoretically after this ends because there's like there's no shortage in people making movies about Elvis or doing things about Elvis or his concerts or whatever, right? So plenty of stuff. Uh, this is also the last episode that we're going to record before the Academy Awards, in which Elvis, oh. 2022, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Nominated for Best Picture, Actor, Sound, Production Design, Cinematography, Makeup and Hairstyling, Costume Design, and Film Editing. Eight different awards. Pretty big. One major hit they took was no makeup, right? Like, did you say makeup in there? I kind of phased out because there were eight awards. Makeup and hairstyle. Okay, one. so yeah. it is. So, okay, so that, that was for me. That was because of the snowman. Mm-hmm. They, they did a perfect interpretation. If you look in the mirror, it is just like Elvis. I will also tell you that Colonel Tom Parker will once again rear his ugly head in this episode, tying into Kiss and Cousins. The other major award show, I guess, uh, well, Critics' Choice, it won Best Hair and Makeup. That was the only Academy, or the only Critics' Choice award it won, okay. which is okay. interesting. Um, did you um, watch his SNL episode when the when Elvis was on SNL? No, basically. but he did. Uh, Austin Butler won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Boz did not win for Director, and the movie did not win for Drama, but... Okay. Austin Butler. Was he good? On- he was on SNL, right? I didn't imagine that. Jeez. I, uh, I could be imagining that. I'd been losing it. Austin Butler and episode. Lizzo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I watched it because Lizzo. So I don't know why. But oh, that was like, in December. That was I a couple episodes Lizzo. ago for us. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Was he good? He was good though. I, as far as I remember, I mean, that show is not great. I've watched a very, so just to uh, tease one of my other shows, uh, Uncle Francis's Wine Cellar, I watched a very old episode of SNL recently Ooh. that blew, blows SNL, blows modern SNL out of the water. This one episode was insane, and we're going to be covering it soon over on that feed. 
uh, if anyone's interested. Very but. cool. Very, very cool. Was there another one? Oh, was it BAFTA? BAFTA. Costume design one, makeup and hair one, best casting one, and Austin Butler once again won there too. So, so who else can Austin Butler play now that he can't drop the Elvis impression? Well, he supposedly dropped the Elvis. Okay, because I know Johnny Depp was worried that he couldn't drop his Hunter S. Thompson after. I mean, I know I don't he, give a he, shit about he, Johnny he Depp. He should have other things to worry about. Yes, yeah, so I know, but I'm mean, just as an I actor, know. like people kind of get stuck. Well, he's going to be in Dune Part 2 as Fedorotha Harkonnen. As Elvis. Harkonnen. As Harkonnen. Elvis Harkonnen. He's yeah. going to be like, look, man, here's the mind killer, right? He's in some TV series. <laughs> get up on that worm. Called That's Master, a big worm. Masters of that the Air. huge. With Barry Keoghan. Um, so that should be good. Oh, he's, well, he's the best. He can do and that. And then he's in something called The Bike Riders, a Jeff Nichols movie with Ooh. Tom Hardy. Whoa. Whoa, what? Austin Butler, Tom Hardy, Michael Shannon. Wait. Norman Reedus, Jodie Comer. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Carl Glusman. Oh, this is the guy who's going to be. So Carl Glusman is a name I know, I think, because is this why? No, why do I know this This is like turned into our Entertainment Tonight podcast. Oh, Carl Glusman is in Watcher. No, I'm just trying to figure out where Austin Butler's going next. I I know. I like it too, but. The Bike Riders follows the rise of a Midwestern motorcycle club through the lives of its members. Oh, I dig it. With that, with that crew, there oh, should yeah. be, we, we should do a show. Well, we shouldn't do the show, but like, I feel like there should be a show called just called like the Rabbit Hole, where you just like start with one place and you just keep diving and, and like changing subjects and topics and going deeper and deeper. Sure, someone out there do that show and then send us a link. Six degrees, basically, but just but call it the Rabbit Hole. So we go from Austin Butler and Elvis to you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I guess, where he plays Tex. I don't know. Who knows? You don't know where you're going to end up. Anyway, uh, Kid Galahad's also coming to Blu-ray. I feel oh, like that's I, I think most of this is because of the movie, but I feel like accidentally yeah. we've backed ourselves yes. into the biggest resurgence in Elvis stuff, <laughs> especially Elvis movies. Yes. Ever. Yeah. Especially because consider how hard it was for us to kind of yeah. track these down. Mm-hmm. Just what? How many years ago? And we were kind of like, let's get these movies in case they're never going to be right. reprinted. Yeah. And now that we're doing the show like a um, year or so in or whatever it is, like it's crazy how they're popping up again. And I agree. It's just like kind of, kind of good timing, but I like that. That's awesome. Because other movies of his had been out on Blu-ray. Like there's like a three pack Blu-ray, whatever, but like King Creole came out in that really nice thing. Yeah. Blue, uh, Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii came out in a really nice remaster. This is a different company. It's not the same series, but Kid Galahad. So it's like three and Kid Galahad is not like, but, but it's got Charles Bronson in it. Yeah, so I, I think they're going why. through his catalog and they're kind of like, who has he been in movies with that's done other stuff? Like, I feel like this is going to get a thing because of Yvonne Craig. That's her name, right? The Batgirl? Maybe. And then, well, just because. Oh, is Terry Gar in this one? I heard yes. she's in like eight of them. Yeah. Is she a Kitty Hawk? We, we talked about her. I think. Uh, I don't know. She she must be a Kitty Hawk. Well, I don't, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Terry Gar. There's also a couple other uncredited people who are. But like in terms of like his big ones, Jailhouse Rock is at least by name, right? King yeah. Creole is already out. Uh, Blue Hawaii is a big one. The next movie we're doing is Viva Las Vegas. Whoa. Okay. That's why there was a trailer for it in front of uh, on my DVD. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, didn't, I didn't watch they it They made all. that movie before they made this movie. Oh, really? But they released this so one they first. they kept it in the... In their pocket because they probably. I think that like, went way over gotta, budget. Like, well, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, like, I'll learn more about that one then. I have a little bit here. How but crazy if they're like, we need to make another movie to make money to release the movie we just made. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. Uh, That's like a. Might have been. 
crazy situation. Oh, I also read that book. I think I was talking about it last time, but there's the, the last the movie one that the guy we sent did, us? Fun in Acapulco. Oh. Okay. No, I forgot about that book. I read a different book about Elvis. Behind the lottery pod for that. Yeah. Mm, didn't talk about it there either. No, I mean, someday. Maybe. Uh, Fun in Acapulco book. There's this book called, what was it called? Oh, is it about the scandal? No, it, well, kind of. It's the, if I told you about this book. I don't remember the what it's called. The plot against Elvis. Bad Nature or With Elvis in Mexico. And so this guy, Javier Marias, uh, I think this was like the 90s or the 2000s, he wrote this book. When did this book come out? 96, where it talks about how, like, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I'd read it last time. If I'd read it last time, I apologize to everybody who's listening to this that I'm telling the same story, probably worse. But <laughs> this posits that Elvis actually went down to Mexico. Oh, for that movie, for the filming of that movie, and like caused all sorts of, all sorts of problems, oh. and like led to sort of murders and stuff. Like it's like oh. a sixty page. It's very short. It's it's wild. But like the true story of him not being able to go down there because the wealthy guy tried to get him for his friend's daughter's quinceanera. Yeah, basically or like the unbearable weight of massive yeah. talent situation. Right. Like that's a crazier story than this. But that book is pretty good. So if you want to check oh. it out, yeah. All right. Either way. All it's right. Wild at that. Is a thing. Is there any other Elvis news? Um, I guess we save the Riley news till the end, yeah. right? Okay. We close strong with Riley. Hmm. Any other Elvis news? I also think we're building up the top here because I don't know that there's a lot to talk about with kids and cousins. Maybe there yeah, is. I, don't I feel you, but um, no, they, they still... Oh, I saw some cool Elvis socks at the mall that I... You did. You, they're a little pricey. Two for $22. I guess Two socks or two pairs? Two pairs. Okay. I guess I could have got us each a pair. Mm, next, next time. time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> I wasn't thinking straight. But. I gotta show you for Christmas. My sister got me a pair of socks with Fox's face on. Hold on, I'll go get them. Oh, with your cat's face on? Yeah, hold on, I'll get them. Your Vamp cat a little bit. Your cats are awesome. Right they're awesome cats. If you're a cat person out there, Joey's Joey got really lucky with the cats. As far as I've known him, as long as I've known him, his last cat was great. Didn't bother us at all as we recorded podcasts. These cats are smaller and younger. Fox and Dana, named after the X Files, appro- appropriately. And one is one is definitely a complete mystery. That fox. Fox socks. Oh my god, that is so, that is so right. They're pretty cool. Yeah, those are great. That's a great scan on there too. Yeah, apparently there's some site that you can just make custom socks. So she took a picture of him and like oh. cropped out his face and just slapped them on there. I saw um, fox at, socks uh, online. You can buy like t-shirt printers for your house now and stuff. Whoa. It's wild. Yeah, I know. Got to oh. do it. Got to invest. I mean, it's a little, it's a lot of oh, dinero, sure. but yeah. you know. Mucho dinero. Make, make your own socks. No, yeah, look, fox socks. Those are great. I was like, did you make them because his name rhymes? And she said, yep. Okay. <laughs> Kissing Cousins. An army officer returns to the Smoky Mountains and tries to convince his kinfolk to allow the army to build the missile site on their <laughs> land. Once he gets there, he discovers he has a lookalike cousin. Okay, so... Where to, where where to begin? Well, we begin. I, I we got we got backstory. I mean, if you want to ramp up your thoughts and we chime in, whatever. But I got some. Okay, so I got okay. taglines. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So for some reason, taglines on all these posters, Elvis is spelled correctly, but it's stylized as capital E, capital L, capital L, capital V, little I, capital S. What's with the little I? No idea. What's with the little I? No idea. But I'll show you, even <laughs> like on like letterbox and stuff. Elf like is? Elf. Like, look, a little I. I have no idea. Are you sure that's a, a capital V and a capital S? I mean, it's it's full height. 
Oh, know? that is a little lie. Okay. That is bizarre. So every time I say his name in these taglines, I want you to picture it looks like that. Do you think, what is Capital that? E, capital L, capital V, little I, capital S. That had to have been a printing issue, and the colonel's just like, it is too late. They have to go out to the theater. It saves us three quarters of a penny every time we yes. don't complete the capital yes. I. That little bit of... Maybe. Maybe they're like, that. the the capital I. It is, it is not in our budget. We must have a lowercase I. All right. So here's the first tagline. Elvis Feudin. Remember, Elvis styled. Elvis Feudin. Elvis Lovin. Elvis Swingin. Dot, dot, dot. As he joins his mountain kinfolk for a hey, hey, hey ride... To a good old mountain music. Oh, my God. You got so red saying that. It's so embarrassing. Like, they're just so long. And, like, doesn't doesn't say anything. (laughs) Doesn't sell the movie. Here's here's the tagline. Am I seeing double? There's two Elvises and kissing cousins. The closest we get to that is the next one. Elvis Presley, dot, 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 in two roles for the first time. Uh, that that just says, like, there's going to be another time, too, you know, <laughs> for the first time. They're like, get ready, because it's just the first time. I have a note. Because, you know, it's like the Ackerman thing. Like, they don't say, like, they don't release a movie like, you know, Police Academy 1 wasn't called Police Academy 1. Right. You don't put the 1. So you're, uh, you're you saying don't know you're going to make part 2. Because they're billing it as for the first time. I think they're saying They're not just ready. saying Elvis Presley in two roles. They're saying Elvis Presley in two roles for the first time. Get ready yep. for a bunch of them. Yep. Tagline number three. Elvis, again, cap, you know, remember. Yeah, lowercase i. And then again, is also lowercase i. So maybe the capital <laughs> I was broken. I don't know. Elvis is back. Back? back. All capitals. Elvis is back. Little i, little i. With his mountain kinfolk singing and swinging. Singing, apostrophe, and apostrophe. Swinging, okay, apostrophe. Okay. In that good old... Apostrophe, uh-huh, uh-huh. rural rhythm. Elvis is back with his mountain kinfolk singing and swinging in that good old rural rhythm. So it's hard to understand because not like not the broken English, <laughs> not, not that that's hard to understand. I just don't like because the demographic, like the people in this movie can't afford to see movies like they don't know about movies. So like it's so biz- this is so bizarre to me. I think it's cultural tourism. I think it's just like, it hey, is. It, can you believe how these people live? But it's so bizarre, maybe because I don't know, like you just don't see it so much where it's like, I don't want to use the it's not like it's just so bigoted against white people. Like it's just so kind of heavily like in your face, like making and and you don't see that a lot, you know. And that's not like necessarily a bad thing that that they're doing it or nothing, you know. But it's just like wild to see like every poor stereotype about white people on display. Like <laughs> yeah. And the final it's one. Wild. This is the one that I truly don't understand part of the movie. See, see the Kitty Hawks, the most beautiful collection of mountain cuties ever. What? That's Wait, the tagline. Were these real women like a dance troupe? Absolutely that toured? no idea. Because that would make more sense. Because the leader seemed like she was a famous someone that this is like my dance troupe. And like, you know, we met Elvis on the road or like we got teamed up somewhere. So the Kitty Hawk is a plane? Yeah. That's it. It's not slang. I, I Googled who are the Kitty Hawks, and there's nothing that came up. I have no idea. What about Smoky Mountain Kitty Hawks? Kitty Hawk to Great Smoky Mountains National Park, six ways to travel. Not just a place. No. It's just a place. Because this is what, to me, feels the most Bugs Bunny about everything, is that there's just this 
group of women, wild women that live out in the woods somewhere that are like mammy hungry. And it's like, it's the crate. That's also another thing I've never seen in the movie. <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay. So the cast. Elvis in two roles for the first time. Remember, plays yeah. Josh Morgan and Jody Tatum. Kind of plays Jody Tatum. A little bit. Oh, who does it have their doubles? No. I, I'm sure they're credited. They were not listed on Wiki. I did not dig. Okay. You mean the guy who looks nothing like Elvis? <laughs> yes. Or they gotta have more than one double. My favorite was the scene where they just used Elvis's double because Elvis was clearly just like not around to shoot mm-hmm. the scene. Mm-hmm. So they didn't need Elvis's double, but they just used him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got Arthur O'Connell as Pappy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uncredited in Citizen Kane somewhere, but he won an, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for both Picnic, which I don't know, and mm-hmm. Hitchcock's Anatomy of a Murder. So that guy's oh. a two-time Oscar winner Wow, playing Country Bumpkin Pappy. Yeah, hanging off a branch over a gull. It bared me. What? Okay. Yeah. Jesus. I thought he was. I thought for sure they were gonna find him, and like a bear was trapping him in a corner, or you know, it, I would have been more interesting. They can't afford they can, a bear. No, but a bear suit. You put someone in a cocaine bear. bear? A cocaine bear. You just dated this episode. No, I came out two weeks ago. Not a good movie. Don't go see. It. It's the trailer's oh, better. I'll wait for VOD. Yeah. All right. Glenda Farrell as Ma Tatum. All right. Gets a song. That was a shocker. <laughs> Look at you right now. While she was moonshining. Yeah. Making the mash mm-hmm. with her dog. She sang to the dog. Yeah. So, okay. So Glenda Farrell was always cast as smart, sassy, wisecracking blondes in classic Hollywood. She's just mm. like, I think that they, she was kind of slumming in here or like it just, you know, Hollywood chews you up and spits you out and like, oh, you're an older woman now. You can no longer be hot. But hmm. so she won an Emmy for TV series, Ben Casey. But she is more interestingly... Best known for playing this character, Torchy Blaine. Do you know this? Wait, Tor- do you know Torchy Blaine from the comics? Torchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Torchy. Torchy. That you know is Torchy wh- inspired. Uh, if we're thinking about like, the same Torchy. I don't know, like Betty Page and pinups and all that. No, kind of Torchy Blaine, like, according like to Archie. Jerry Siegel, okay, inspired Lois Lane. Like, oh yeah, the, like, that 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 look in the. Yeah, okay. So, like, apparently in movies or shows or something, Glenda played Torchy Blaine. Well, I didn't know they made movies. You want to hear something else sure. crazy about Torchy? The guy who created it. Um, I grew up in the same town that he's from. Wow, look at you. Yeah, because I was researching Torchy. I was also buying uh, Caddy Keen comics at the same time, Caddy Keen, Pinup Queen. So if anyone okay. in there is familiar with that, it's along the same lines. Yeah, so like both these parents, Pappy and Ma, are both like award winners, inspirational, like have these like legacies and just like, hey, look at these two redneck idiots. <laughs> We got Jack Albertson as Captain Robert oh, Salbo. Oh, by the way, a quick a quick edit. It's it's Katie Keen, but I always say Caddy because she spells it with a K. Mm. Katie Keen, K A T Y. Okay. So I see it and I say Caddy, and Robin used to make fun of me about it all well, the time. Caddy, K A T Y. Okay. Yeah. But I said it so like enthusiastically. <laughs> I was like so right. So definitively true. <laughs> so Jack Albertson as Captain Robert Salbo. He won a Tony, an Oscar, and an Emmy. Like this is filled with people who were like good actors. Okay. So is this is this Grandpa Joe? No. This okay, is we're getting Captain there. Captain Robert. Captain Robert. That's the guy who comes in at the end. I think he's Elvis's boss. I don't have any information on Grandpa Joe. Wait, do I have any do I? They know the guy who's getting sent to Antarctica, who's drinking out of the jug at the end. The guy, Elvis's guy. Yeah, that was great. I think that was Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. Oh, 
Okay. I didn't know. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. Because I keep thinking. I'm I thought, going I thought nuts. there was a character named Grandpa Joe. No. Oh, okay. That so, yeah, been no, insane. no. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. The cat was named Grandpa Joe. So Tony Oscar and Emmy. He, he, there's a play. The subject was wo- the subject was roses. That became a film, and he won a Tony for that, and he won an Oscar for that. He also right. won an Emmy for Chico and the Man, which I feel like Andy Daly talks about in all of his podcasts. Hmm. He's also in the Poseidon Adventure once again, yes, showing right. up there, Love and plays Grandpa Joe in Willy Wonka. Insane. So, Pamela Austin as Selena Tatum. Okay. Who is the blonde. Yes. She's back from Blue Hawaii. Uh, oh, wait. Don't know. Okay. Don't know. Oh, I remember there being yeah, the other person, I think. Cynthia Pepper plays Midge. She's the typist who shows up that Jody falls in love with. Okay. Uh, yeah. Got no information on her. All right. She wasn't like a martial artist or anything. She got no some good got, judo moves. Got nothing. Yeah. She flips him pretty good. Uh, Yvonne Craig, you mentioned before, as Azalea Tatum, back from It Happened at the World's Fair, but also Batgirl. Yeah. She's she's all over this. This is like, she's the main, Elvis's main squeeze in this. Tommy Farrell as Master Sergeant William George Bailey will return in Girl Happy. He is. Also in Sailing in the Rain, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and North by Northwest in very small roles. Hmm. Was George Bailey the name of the guy in It's a Wonderful Life? Is that the character? Uh-huh. Huh. Maybe that, yeah, I don't know. I also think, hold on, there's a, there's a trivia that I didn't put up here. Hold on. Glenda Farrell, who plays Ma, and Tommy Farrell, who plays George Bailey, are mother and son in real life. So there's like an actual huh. family dynamic here, but they're not related they're to the They're not movie. in the movie, yeah. Correct. This is interesting. So Beverly Plowers, Be- Be- Beverly Powers. Okay. Who's Trudy? Who's one of the Kitty Hawks? All right. So she'll be back in the Beaver Las Vegas. So keep an eye out for one of the Kitty Hawks next movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll try and figure that out. She was a nightclub stripper in Breakfast at Tiffany's. So another Breakfast at Tiffany's person. But okay. more interestingly, I can't think of a second person in this movie that this fits this role. She's the topless swimmer in Jaws. Oh my God! What? That's amazing. We're going swimming. <laughs> Was she also, did she reprise that role in, in the 1943 movie as well? Do you know, have you seen that? 43? Oh, wait, the what? Spielberg movie, the uh, comedy that he made. It opens with a parody of Jaws where she's swimming out there and she actually gets stuck on a submarine instead of a shark dragging Beverly her down. Powers, a submarine lifts Jaws, her up. Jaws, Tiffany's, Viva Las Vegas, the comedy of terrors, ooh, ooh, Invasion ooh. of the Bead Girls, Speedway. I didn't realize that she was... Wait. Speedway is also an Elvis movie, so she'll be back in that one, too. Excellent. I don't think she was in 1943. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. Her name's name's Chrissy, and she's going swimming. (laughs) Uncredited, Terry Garr, you mentioned before. Talk to her. She's been like, she's uncredited like four different movies. Mm -hmm. Joan Staley. Like, these are just like, I don't know who these people play in this movie. But like, what's interesting to me is that this woman, Joan Staley, was in this. She's also in Tiffany. So like the third person in that movie. What the? But she's in the original Cape Fear, which was remade. Oh. The original Ocean's Eleven, which was remade. And she's also in Rastabout with Elvis, which we haven't gotten to yet. Right? No. Not remade. Not remade, (laughs) but two remakes in an Elvis movie. And then Sailor Vincent, great name. Don't know who that is. In the original King Kong. Whoa. In Rio Bravo, East of Eden, and the original Scarface. Like this is just a guy Whoa. who's like, you know, it's just it's it's wild to be like, oh, he's in Scarface and King Kong. It's just like, yeah, but like the original but ones. But not- he, yeah, and he's also in Kissing Cousins, though. <laughs> also in Kissing Cousins. Uh, so the wow. only other that's all the casting. Okay. Directed by Gene Nelson, who's going to come back for the, the very soon Harem Scarum. Oh man, I think I know why. So, oh my god, is that going to be another Elvis twin movie? I think so. I think that's the other one. Hell yeah, man. I only know because of the cover. That rules. That's so good. And this and guy's and like, I'll do another movie, but I got to play two Elvises. 
have we did we do a list? Is there a list of actors who's, who've played twins? You know, like Cage and Adaptation or Van Damme or Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. You know, how many can we go off the top of the head with? That's all I really got right now. But the, I, man, I can't believe Elvis is on that list. At least once. Uh, Gene Nelson also did a Hank Williams biopic, maybe called Your Cheatin' Heart. Uh, he was maybe, maybe. He, they don't know if he did it or not. He did it. I don't know if it's a biopic or not, but oh, like, okay, a guy okay. plays Hank Williams and it's about Hank, whatever. Oh, I got a, another movie for you. Uh, Viva Knievel, I think it's called. There's an Evil Knievel movie I was watching the other night on Mystery Science Theater or Riff Tracks or something. From 1977? It's incredible. It's in, it's incredible. Uh, I think that's what it's Gene called. Gene Kelly, Red Buttons, Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Yep. Cool. Yep. Okay. That's the one. So this guy, actually, somewhat, somewhat, maybe just old timey Hollywood. He came up as a singer dancer. He was in films with Doris Day. His contract expired. He's like, all right, I'll just, do, I'll make movies now. Like I'm not gonna act in movies. Just cool. make movies now. Yeah. It was written by Gene Nelson, the guy who directed it, who has no other writing credits, but also Gerald Drayson Adams, who's going to come back to write Harem Scarum as well. So maybe this guy is the issue. Maybe he's the issue. Well, hopefully he's worked out his issues by the time we get. Yeah. He also wrote a Humphrey Bogart movie called Dead Reckoning, which I don't know. Oh, okay. And then it was shot by this guy, Ellis W. Carter, which I think you'll dig because he did a bunch of like creature features, like the Incredible Shrinking Man, the Deadly Mantis, the Monolith Masters, the Mole People. Like this guy who did like all these kind of like B-movie horror stuff, whatever, also did Kiss and Cousins. Jeez, man. I mean, you never know. That's what's so fun about a resume. So while set in the Great Smoky Mountains, it was shot on set at MGM Studios and outdoors east of L.A. with some filming at Big Bear Lake. And the reason for this is because Viva Las Vegas went so over budget that they did like everything. This might have been just the music, but I think it was the movie, too. But like Colonel Tom Parker had them record (laughs) at a different place, like away from Hollywood and distractions, just like. We got to like rein things in because stuff's clear getting crazy. His, we must clear his mind. And Margaret has has poisoned Elvis's brain. Yeah. This made $3 million at the box office, was number 26 oh. on the top grossing movies that year. I had a quick question about location. So the opening sequence, that's not the Smoky Mountains because it's real smoky. And like, I've never been there. I wouldn't know, but it's the only I shot. I mean, maybe they bought stock footage or something. But, I don't know. But it looks like they're actually on a road and, and he's lip syncing. You know, it's like the kind of when they're first going up the hill and it's not that important, but it was the only time where I was like, Oh, I think they actually went there this time. And then they cut to like the back line and you're like, Oh no, this looks uh, kind of paper mache. Well, I mean, I think, you know, we did, what did we just watch? Oh, the old way with cage where it's like, this actually is the West. Like this Mm -hmm. is like, you can tell it's the West and then here just like, (laughs) they're out West, but it's not the West. Um, It's a West. So what's weird, so this movie came out on VHS in 1988, right? Like years, like 30 years, 20, 25 years later, whatever. I don't want to watch this on a four by three. You got to have that nice wide scope. (laughs) You can't, you can't, you can't skip anything. (laughs) Well, when that, when that got put out, uh, they just cut the the song Smoky Mountain Boy, just like, we're going to get rid of this. What? No one knows why. And then when it was reissued, like 10 years later, they put it back on. So like. There's no reason. There's no reason why. Oh, wait, no. So, okay. It came out, and then when it was reissued, they deleted it, and then it was restored for the DVD. So, like, it came out, they're like, no, quite. And then they're like, mm, got to oh, get rid of it. Do you think maybe it's like, we didn't have enough time on the tape? Like, <laughs> we bought cheap tapes for our, the colonel is haunting us from the grave with this cheap crap. <laughs> it was nominated for the best written American musical at the WGA. Wait. But it lost to Mary Poppins. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't yeah, even think wait, there was a shot, right? Mary Poppins isn't even an American story and it lost to Mary Poppins. But like, could you imagine like that just made me wonder, like, if this was ever like a like a Broadway show, like this one would be incredible Kiss out, and of, cousins? out of all the Elvis movies so far. Yeah. And I don't know how you do the twins, which I can't wait to get to there. Well, OK, so here we're, we're, we're there now. So Elvis okay. hates this movie. OK. Hated okay. this movie. OK. All right. He thinks this is the most embarrassing movie he made to date. There might be worse. I don't know. But like of the first 14 he's done, this is his least favorite. It's pretty bad. Those those early Westerns are not bad at all. You know, a lot of them are slow. They're similar. But those are are solid movies. They might not be your speed, but they're solid. Yeah. Then he kind of got into this cool groove. You know, we got some actual good movies. I mean, King Creole. And then now we're getting into this rhythm. And now there's this. Yeah. So he hated the the wig he had to wear, the strawberry blonde wig, because it reminded him of his original hair. Because he's a blonde? Because he's a blonde. He should have just... Oh, man. You can't do both, because that, that jet black hair yeah. is wild. Like, you can't... You can't you can't bleach it out. No. You know, what if you need to reshoot For something? the, like, 12 minutes he's on screen, right? Like... Well, that's the whole thing. Why is he a twin in this movie? Well, they're, they're not twins. They're cousins. Well, you know what I mean. Why do they both look like Elvis and is he playing himself? Because basically the story, like the, the the premise is similar to like Kid Galahad, where he's like, I'm going back to the to this place where I have relatives, but uh-huh. I've never really been. Right. So like I should be able to fit in and And he doesn't. Yeah. So it doesn't matter even that he's a kinfolk in this movie. So Elvis also hated how terrible the effects were in this movie. There's two really good shots though. There's the the first time they show them both together on screen and the last time they show them both together on screen well the reason there's only two good ones and four total is because each time it cost 750 dollars whoa and colonel tom Barker was like we're not doing that wow which we can do now for basically pennies so like okay yeah you just yeah it, it's just, it's just built, in, it's built into you know editing any software. video right a thousand dollars a month in the movie is like nine grand now, right? Okay. So seven hundred fifty dollars per shot, I guess, is like seven grand now ish, right? <sighs> so like, that's why there's only four. And Colonel Tom, the penny pincher that he was, was yeah. like, "We're not doing that." Yeah, find some find someone who looks nothing like him, and he will be the double. So there's three scenes or three shots early in the movie where they're both in it, and then one at the end, and that's all he was doing. He's like, yeah. "We're not spending more than we have yeah. to." So instead, you get these like terrible from behind that I sent you a picture of my TV. I'm like, I did not think it was going to be this bad. The guy has a huge forehead forehead, and there's one shot of the other of him at the end where uh, it's from a distance. But now with our big screen TVs, we could see it. He looks nothing like Elvis. And then they do the thing where they're like dancing and one's looking forward and one's behind and then they switch and the shot cuts to like another angle. And you're like, why are you even attempting this? This is so ambitious. Well, there's the one where there's the one shot where they're both looking ahead. Yeah. And I think Elvis is in his black hair Elvis and blonde hair Elvis like sort of turns to leave. I'm like, don't turn. Just leave. <laughs> Just walk off. Why are you at all turning toward the camera? You know how bad this looks. It's true. Yeah. And you can't even get like three quarters turned. Like, you know, as soon as you get past the ear, it's like gives it away, gives it away so fast. Like. I can't believe, I mean, you I know what, oh, I'm sorry. No. You know what I just thought of that also must have been traumatizing that he's going to have to go through too? Wasn't Elvis a twin that his yeah. brother died 
mm-hmm. childbirth. So like, why do this to Karen? Oh, why right? do this to him? Oh my gosh! At least Mama wasn't around to see this, right? Like Jesus, or the next time. <laughs> That he um, does it again. His dad was probably like, you know what, son? That made me think of your unborn brother. Do it again. So there are also, there are two more bits of trivia we can get in the movie. There's three songs that were shot but cut or recorded and not included. Really? Anyone Could Fall in Love With You, Echoes of Love, and It's a Long Lonely Highway. This And this falls in line with what they've been doing where it's like, we got to make give people a reason to want to buy the, the record. So we got to have more songs that are not in the movie. So you saw the movie, cool, there's even more songs go by the record. Okay, but these songs were never shot for the movie? I don't know. It just says cut from the film on IMDb. So I don't know. The most damning thing I've heard or read in any of these things so far. That seems kind of Riffing on this, just wait. Riffing on the similarity of every Elvis movie to every other, a studio executive once quipped, quote, why do we bother to give his movies titles? Couldn't they just be numbered? Oh my God. You know something though? That guy's ahead of his fucking time. Like he's not entirely wrong, unfortunately. At this point. Can you imagine I like, mean, like, like, like Friday the 13th movie, but... part six, like Elvis lives, like, you know, it just, or whatever, right? You know, it just. Well, it would be like Elvis four, Blue Hawaii. Elvis five, you know, Fun in Acapulco. Elvis six, but I think, The Return. I think he's even just saying like, no, just you. What are you going to see today? I'm going to see Elvis 7. It's just like, okay. <laughs> Dude, that is genius. I don't love it, but it's genius. Like, I understand where he's it's coming so from. Mean. Which is, it's, it's so mean. It's mean, but like, it's so sort of like backhanded. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it was, do you think he was like being, you think he, because like, you could also take it as like, I, 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 yeah, I think pretty, he's saying it's pretty mean. But there's like, no difference. Why are we trying? Why are we trying to pretend there's a difference? Put a number, another number on. Girls are going to see it either way. That's what we do. That's what we do now. Ant- Iron Man one, Iron Man two, Iron Man three. Was he just like release it as movie number six? Like, don't even say Elvis. Just be like, I don't know. What are you seeing today? Movie twelve, number not even movie. I'm just going to see number twelve. What's that about? Well, Elvis is a twin. What do you mean Elvis is a twin? <laughs> It's called number 12? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely wild. Um, and that's all the trivia I have. So, okay. So, let's talk about the movie. All right. Insane. So, it starts with the song Kiss and Cousins over the opening credits, mm. which comes back later. Which still makes no sense to me. What? First of all, they're, he's barely related to these people. Yep. Like, he, and, and he's, the- he just, his connection is my family is from there. <laughs> I didn't grow up there. Yeah. I don't know them. My family at one point lived in the area. But someone back in the day from their crew married someone from his crew. That's why he looks like this dude. Because they have the same genetics work though. It's not like like this is is in the movies. I know. (laughs) But this is like three generations later. Like it's just like my great aunt or something. And 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 the gene pool has been diluted in different directions. Maybe not here. Not my words. That's the movie. I don't know. It's just so okay. So the 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 biggest compliment I can pay this movie is that it's ninety six minutes long. When I, know, I that's like right on target. When for I you. started the movie, I was like, please don't be an hour fifty because I was I was not dread, dreading is too strong because I don't I'm not worried well, about these movies, but yeah. like this I did not think this was going to be good. I think I'm going into all these movies as much of an open mind as possible. Yeah. I had no hopes for this one. Well, I think what tanked it for me before I even started it was the title and all that what 
baggage it brings along these days and everything you know it's just like i don't want to watch a movie about incest we've watched enough of that with elvis i I know i wasn't worried about that i was excited for the possibility of elvis playing two guys and then i see how they do it i'm just like see that to me is the biggest missed opportunity where they just were not prepared to do that like i don't know who else the the parent trap maybe was out around this time is that a possibility and they were like hey well, who's who's the, the one original who played Parent co- Trap? No. Came out in 1961, so that predated this. Okay, so before that, who's the their cousins? Identical cousins, and they walk alike. They talk. What's that? Was that? Um, I want to say Patty Duke show. Patty Duke show. When was the Patty Duke show? The Patty Duke because they were identical years. cousins. That was 63 to 66. That's that's right. That's a bullseye. That's right here though, too, man. Maybe they maybe that's the gimmick at the time. They, they yeah, got Patty cousin Duke Patty got, Lane and Kathy Lane. They got twin technology for cameras. <laughs> she also guest starred as Betsy Lane. Yeah, like we talked about, I think on here. Maybe it was on here. Maybe it was on a different show. Also, ex girlfriend of Austin Butler. But Vanessa Hudgens has the Princess Switch movies. Oh yeah, where yeah. she plays two princesses and now three princesses. And <laughs> they did a Princess Switch three, but she's not yeah, four princesses in that. But it's like, a shame they didn't last. You have the technology. In the 60s. You well, have, well, maybe it's the Oppenheimer thing. Like, just because we can doesn't mean we should, right? Like, it's like we're we're unleashing a beast here with this. Like, but it's other people not are doing it every... better, right? Or no? Well, that's the thing. Leave it to people who know better. The like, that's why the... we didn't want everyone with the bomb information. It's the Colonel Tom of it all, right? Like, it's him saying we can't yes. spend money. But it's also him probably saying, like, we need to do this. Figure out a way. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you know what girls love more than one Elvis? Two, Two Elvises. Elvises. Just think of all the pins we can sell. Love Elvis, hate Elvis. Love Jody, love Josh. I love blind Elvis. I love, you know, team blind Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super Saiyan Elvis. So the, okay. So there's 96 minutes long. Love it. Beautiful. Yes. It takes like three and a half minutes for Elvis to show up. I'm like, you're, you're waiting way too long. Yeah. No. Like it I know it's like as a movie movie in the grand scheme of things, no time at all. Like it's three minutes. It's three minutes, but I'm just like. What am I watching? I, I I struggle to understand who thought that this would be a fun or intriguing premise. Like I am immediately out of the gate. Like okay, they want to go to. They need Elvis to convince his kinfolk in the Smoky Mountains that the government can put a ICBM, a, an inner UCBM. A UC is it UCBM? No, it's ICBM. But, yeah, but an Pappy, intercontinental Pappy, ballistic. Dumb. He's like UCBM. I don't see like BM. An intercontinental ballistics missile. Yeah, they want to build a silo and put nukes on the mountain. Yeah, what what's going on? Are we? Is this is this the 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 Soviets? Right, like that's what this is about, right? This is insane, though. I can't believe an Elvis movie is starting out like this. Also, they don't have Elvis in mind. They're not just like, we know just the guy. It's like, we need someone who's from the area. They used like the AI at the time that they had where they're like, go through all the punch cards and find someone that is from this area with this accent that could talk to these people. And like from the area, they just mean like either Tennessee or Georgia or South Carolina, just like somewhere (laughs) down there. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So and one guy fits the bill. Uh huh. It's Elvis and Elvis, a pilot once again. Yeah, more of a maverick type, right? He's doing jets on the side of his plane. Do you remember what it says? No. What's the matter, you? Oh my God! Why does it say that in all capital letters? W a t z a m a t t a y o u. What's the matter, you? So he shows up. He's just like, I'm happy to report. So then they go to Tennessee. They go to the Smoky Mountains. To Tennessee. And he's singing "Smoky Mountain Boy." Yeah. And army guys are whistling behind him. I wonder why this was cut. 
the crazy thing about this scene is there's like 12 dudes on screen, 11 in full military garb, and yeah. Elvis in jeans and a blue shirt. <laughs> oh, well, they, I think they, they explain that. He goes, uh, if they see me coming up there in my army fatigues, they're going to run me right out just like I was you. So, like, I think I should put on some civilian clothes. And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. They and can I think explain he, that? He gives a look. He gives a look like, I can't believe that worked. They can explain that. That doesn't make what happens any less crazy. No. I that agree. is him driving a military jeep in just blue jeans, singing, singing, and they're all whistling. It kind of remind me of the, the is it the Great Escape that had the whistle? Da 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 da. da Sounds da, right. Da, 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 da. It, it, yeah, that wasn't out yet. I don't believe. So they pull up. There's Tatum territory. So get is the sign. Tatum, Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. They drive on. They get fired at. Yeah. Snipers. <laughs> I could not believe it. Right away, you're shooting at the government. Get off my land. Mm-hmm. That's wild. That's wild, especially nowadays with like all the gun shit going on. I was like, this is aggressive. <laughs> this is aggressive. So Elvis like creeps up the hill. He's just like, let me go talk to them. And he finds the two girls. I speak their language. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, wait a minute. What'd you do with your hair? Yeah, Jody. Why do you look like that? He's like, I'm not Jody, I'm Josh. And then other Elvis, in one of like the best scenes in the movie, because they actually spend the money here, yeah. pops out and he goes, and I quote, what are you doing with my face? <laughs> That's my face. It reminded me of, isn't that in the Flash trailer? You've got my face. When you got my face? I wonder if that's based off of... Uh, based off Elvis? Based off of this movie. The guy went back. There's another guy who plays two versions of himself in films. Uh, yeah, I wonder if he went back and he watched every movie with twins in it, and he's like, got that line from this. Very possibly. I am... Uh, I don't like Jody. Like, I am kind of bugged out by his well, presence. The best part of this movie is that he's he basically leaves the movie for most of the movie. Couldn't, that's why I'm like, why do it? There's one scene where they're like, Jody, you've been a bad boy. Go eat outside with the pigs tonight. And he's like, I don't want it. They're like, get, because we can't afford to do split screen inside and have both of you eating dinner at a table. Even though one of you can like literally, it's like the best time to do it. Yeah. You're sitting down at a table. You sit on opposite sides of the table. Yeah. It's- but, but he unnerves me for some reason. I like Elvis is trying hard to do like a different character thing i think he goes too mean or like too he's scowling all the time he's always holding a gun he's got that really high button up flannel like Mm -hmm. he just looks like a lumberjack like i don't know and like you know things are bad for this character when later in the movie he pulls out all the elvis charm and sings a song to the woman of the typist who comes in and you're like, here it goes. Like, like even though this guy is like a, a, a hillbilly yeah. who has nothing going for him, this movie is just like, look how dumb he is. He's doing the Elvis thing. He's singing a song to her. She's the only girl in the world. And she literally flips him and runs away. And it's just like, oh, it didn't work. Like this guy's got nothing. And then even though like 10 minutes later, like they're going to get married. Right. But like, there's yeah. a moment where just like, even the Elvis movie charm Cannot save Jody from himself. <laughs> I mean, he does come on really strong, like a predator in that sequence before but he, he starts. Kind of always does. I know. Well, but this is especially harsh. Yeah, because he's up in the mountain and he's playing sort of like a lummox <laughs> and a, you know a dumbass. And let's just face it, like they're all hicks and hillbillies yeah. and poor white trash. Like that's crazy. I, I, I did enjoy though. I did think so. This is what's going to lead me to this. It's like at the end, Jody puts on that amazing shirt mm-hmm. and sings a song at the end at mm-hmm. the big party. Okay, and I was like, you know what? Jody should have been the black-haired Elvis, and 
make the other Elvis blonde because we never see like a lot. You know what I mean? I don't think Elvis would have liked that. I don't think he would have either. But if I was the colonel, I just told him to do it. If you feel like eating tomorrow, I would say do it. Mm. They could have paid off the colonel so easily. One tour to Japan. (laughs) <laughs> Less than 15 minutes into the movie, we get the titular line. Like, you oh, guys yeah. are kinfolk. He's like, kinfolk? We're practically kissing cousins. I'm like, what is that, that thing people say? What does that mean? Maybe nowadays with Pornhub? Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Oh, come on now. You don't have to. You just know by news reports and things what I'm talking about. What but does like, kissing cousins mean? Kissing cousins is a relative mean? known well enough to be greeted with a kiss. Yeah, but like on a cheek. Yeah. It's it's not sexual. It's just like we're close enough that like we're friendly enough that like instead of a hug or a handshake All or whatever, right. we give a kiss. I think this phrase has run its course. I don't know if it uh, if we need it anymore. <laughs> so Josh is like, I need to meet Pappy. I need to go meet Pappy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Oh, I didn't deal. say this on the air. I said this before we started recording. This movie could have been thirty seconds long. Yes, this is great. They're like Elvis. We need you to go where your family is from and convince them. To let us build this missile silo. Elvis says, got it. Elvis goes and says, Pappy, we'll give you a thousand bucks a month. They're going to be on the other side of the mountain. They're not going to bother you. Pappy goes, cool. End of movie. Well, okay. Oh. Like, realistically, yes. explain to me anything else that happens. Not like the singing, dancing, no, no. the relationship stuff. But like, in yeah. terms of the actual, like, what There's, this story is about. Okay. I've got, I've got maybe two things I can stretch for. Please. One is, but like, it's remarkable how little story there is in this movie. It's right? an, yes, yes. I, I will take that. Yes, that is true. There's, and the plot is bizarre. Like this whole silo, uh, land lease thing just bothers me. Insane. Um, the first thing is yeah. there's kind of an unspoken thing. That's part of the bargain. That's part of the deal. And it's that Pappy wants to marry off his daughters. Yep. And I think he's holding out for Elvis and his friend in the army, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And it's not until after the wedding party that he full on agrees right. to do it. And he's hammered out of his mind. Right. Now there's another. He's also scared d- of a bear. <laughs> I didn't just shoot that bear. Uh, and I love how the dog is too scared to tell him what happened very lassie like but like the other thing is it takes a while for elvis to think of another sort of like provision okay if you remember correctly it took me a while to get this and i'm still not sure if i got it right but well there's there's three things right well there's actually four there's four well there's one thing kind of baked in so one of the things is like okay a thousand dollars a month build your road on the other side of the mountain and use your military to keep everybody off my land right okay and Elvis like whispers something into Pappy's ear at the end of the movie, and he's like, "All right, I'll definitely sign. Like, definitely, mm-hmm. okay." And you go, "What did you whisper in his ear?" And he's like, "Well, I said the government's going to keep everybody off his land, including like the tax man and like the right. creditors and stuff." So like, they tricked the government into not having to pay taxes. And I think it took the movie for Elvis to come up with that idea to put it together to tell Pappy. I don't know if that's intended, but like that's what I got. No, because like they're moonshining, so they're making you it's know bootlegs swill, yeah. right? And it's all show no tell. Like they never say, "Oh, we we're moonshining." That's why we don't want them up here. It's like just cut to them moonshining. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." I guess so, but like even then, it's like, "Hey, thousand bucks a month. They're not going to bother you. They're going to make sure nobody else bothers you." It's like, okay, cool. 
like if it was like a modern day crime, like a justify where they're like, you know, in the in the Smoky Mountains or whatever, like, yeah, running criminal stuff, just like, yeah, okay, like that's like that's, lawless. Not, even, that's not even an episode plot. That's just like a, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, we'll take that. And then like, then it becomes something like, like the actual premise, like this movie should have been, they do this in the first act, they agree the missiles start getting built, and then, like, all of a sudden, Elvis is, like, Doctor Strange level, like, strapped to a missile, like, going to outer no, space. No, well, maybe not that level, but, like, I could definitely see you, uh, because that's my, that's the, my one complaint, is that, like, things just don't happen soon enough in movies. Not enough things happen in movies, especially this one, but, like, I love your thing of, it, like, okay, the halfway point is, like, yeah, here's the land, like, here's the money, and yep. then it's, like, it's too loud building then, like all kinds of problems. And the government is like not doing their thing. And it's like, this deal's gone sour. Right. And like, now we kind of have to like sabotage the plan and go back on it. And then now you got like more of an actual movie going on. Instead, you got this where like the Kitty Hawks show up and hijack the whole thing and start pulling people into the woods to bang. Right. We're going to get this, the Kitty Hawks. I can't this, believe we've not gotten the Kitty Hawks this, yet. But we're going to wait for the Kitty is Hawks. Is this the horniest Elvis movie insinuating threesomes and orgies? Well, so here's, and here's what I want to give this movie credit for. Elvis walks out as as Jody one time with the longest shotgun or like rifle, like right at his crotch. He's like, this movie, more so than just about any other movie that he's done, is more upfront with and okay with his attempts at polygamy. You're yes. just like anybody, and the girls are like, "Yeah, both of us want to." <laughs> yeah, like they're not them. fighting each other. Yeah. They're just like, "Yeah." He kisses them both in the same scene, yeah. and then he goes on to sing to Batgirl. Well, I just assume the blonde is just kind of sitting there watching. Yeah, I don't know. So the first time they really kind of get flirty is they sing "There's Gold in the Mountains," which is not a song about mining, but about how there are pretty girls who live in the woods. <laughs> Isn't there a line where he's like, I'm just one boy and you're two little girls and we're three beating hearts or something like that? I was like, don't call them little girls, please. There are a lot of girls in the mountains that are worth their weight in gold when they are in my arms with their loving charms, a treasure chest I hold. There's gold in the mountains, love in the hills. I don't need no city women with their diamonds and frills. There's gold in the mountains and oh, what scenery, the prettiest girls I ever did see. There's such beauty there in the mountains. You can feel your knees growing weak. Every single boy feels the height of joy when he climbs that mountain peak. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So they literally have a roll in the hay. (laughs) That's right. They jump off like a cliff into hay, and he's got his arm around both of them, and he's just in love with them. And then he's carrying a pig around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. He goes from like... So we play on boyfriend material, the Ryan Gosling podcast, like, hey, guys, what's in your hands? Because he's always like playing instruments or whatever. And like here would be like, he's got arms around girls. And then literally the next scene, he's carrying a pig. Yep. I love that. I think that shows every every facet of Elvis and his range. And he's not opposed to getting his hands dirty. And then Ma's like, Jody, what'd you do with your hair? Why'd you change your hair? And he's like, I'm not Jody. I'm Josh. That is such a weird like scene where they're going through the lineage and and she's just like yeah okay i get it all right you look like him I, all right sure like, like they're never question simple kinfolk they're idiots so like when the military shows up and yeah. sees there's two elvises like the movie should stop switch course and like completely become about how the hell did this happen let's we need like to bring this guy to a lab and like figure something out. Maybe we could clone them. Is he a clone? This could this could open up like our super soldier program all over again. Like turn this into something else at this point. I don't, my mind is just losing it. 
I mean, it makes as much sense as anything here. Yeah, because it's like no one, no one is freaked out by this. No one is like, there should just be one character the whole movie, you know, that is like, guys, seriously, we're not going to talk about like, there's two Elvises here. Like, this doesn't make any sense. And they're like, oh, have another apple or have some more moonshine or like, go eat a pie. Yeah, there should be one guy who's just like, we need to talk about how crazy this is. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first time of many in the movie where just like a bunch of people show up out of nowhere. It's like they're all just around. And it's not the Kitty Hawk yet, but it's just like a bunch of people. And then Pappy shows up with weasels around his neck. It's just like, what <laughs> is happening? Well, there's the whole military base camp. There's a lot of soldiers. There's as many as they need when they need them. You know, at the end when they throw the big party, suddenly there's like the entire mountain shows up. I was like, where were any of these extras right. the whole movie? Like they're in that one scene, I think, and then the Kitty Hawk shows up a couple times, but like... It's just like, we're here to party. We're here to dance. We're here to just, you know, have a good time. And that's it. There are so many Kitty Hawks. They have not. We'll get to the Kitty Hawks. Okay. So then Pappy is there. They go inside. They have dinner. And they're talking about, like, what Ma cooked. And it's like, it's varmint. It's this. It's that. And then this will get the bright green light, which I love. Yeah. To indicate how sick he was. And then Pappy wants them to, quote, speak American because he can't understand their fancy military lingo. And then there's a real who's on first is ICBM, IC, UCBM, I don't. There's a real who's on first, dude. You know. That is so accurate. That is so Oh, UCBM funny. too? I'm, I think I'm starting to CBM. Can you imagine how, like, that? that's why the movie exists, because of this sequence probably. They're like, dude, we we, we, we unlocked the, the who's on first formula with this ICBM joke. Yeah. We did it. Like, it saved the movie. How do you spell I-cup? I see you pee. You see me peach. <laughs> it's a first grade joke. It's a, it's a joke for like first graders yeah. that this movie is built around. Oh, I can't believe he's like, speak American. Yeah. Like that's not something you want to hear these days. So now here, so the next scene, this is the song you were. Wait, is it before that? Is this the end of the scene where the uh, grandpa Joe leaves and they're like, Oh, he was shot in the head in Korea. He's, he's stupider than you folk. Might be. I think so. I think. Yeah. Okay. That's also the scene where they tell blonde Elvis to eat outside with the pigs. Can't afford no split screen here. No. So this next song is the song you were talking about before. One boy, two little girls. But the lyrics go, one boy, two little girls, three hearts yearning for love. Although it's hard to explain, I know it might sound insane, but this one boy loves two little girls. Folks say three is a crowd to each boy, one girl is allowed. But right now I'm having such fun. I just can't give up on either one because this one boy loves two little girls. There'll come a time mild to settle down, but until that time I love two girls hanging around. Now one day I must decide which one I'll choose for my bride, <laughs> but till three must part, I'll twice as much love in my heart because this one boy loves two little girls. Wow. He's just like, I know one day society's gonna be like, pick one. Till then, they're they're both hot for me. Yeah. We might as well go to France or have sex in a car because we're about to have a menage a trois. <laughs> and this is what I rec this is what I really kind of not approve of, but like I admire that the movie's like, yeah, Elvis wants to bang both of them. It's crazy. And they're all okay with it. It's I think that's what was kind of throwing me, as I said before, like the 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 um, like Elvis movies are always horny. You know, I, yeah. I get that. All right. But this is like, oh no, like you're watching this in the theater, like leave now, leave halfway through, go home. You're ready. You know, date's over. <laughs> like They're not even expecting you to stick around because this, because the second half of this movie is literally just like hanky panky. Yeah. That's the proper 
the, you know, cinema term for what we're experiencing this movie. Hanky well, panky. Like I said to you, like while like it's a good thing. And I know like they cast most most actors are good looking, but like Yvonne Craig is so beautiful in this movie. She's that, like, adorable. You're able to forget that nothing's happening because you're like, why is she so pretty? <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, she just looks at it like you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot like what just happened in the last scene. And I don't care what's going to happen next. So no. it's like, why are you in a bikini now? She's like, I don't know. Just because like we spent three grand on bathing suits, which, again, keeping in mind, is like twenty seven thousand dollars today. Well, they bought. Other Elvis, a shotgun. We got you a new shotgun, Jody. And then the Kitty Hawks all got their fancy new underwear. Yeah. Which was wild. Okay, so let's talk about the Kitty Hawks now. Because this is when they show up really in earnest for the first time. They're like, uh-oh, Kitty Hawks coming. Get down. Yeah, and they all yeah, hide. Yeah. It's, it's like a pack of ravenous girls looking yeah. for men yep. that just roam the countryside. Yeah, they rove, They roam the, the Great Smoky Mountains from top to bottom with their Kitty Hawk call, communicating... Between each other, whenever they see someone that is a male, that is a a, ma- a man, and they z- they just zero in on yeah, <laughs> like they're portrayed as somewhat like feral animals. They're not portrayed as sort of. They are definitely portrayed as full feral animals. <laughs> it it's, is insane. There's like it's like twelve young women, like At you least. know, eighteen and twenty years old, whatever literally running through a scene mm-hmm. while the characters that we know are hiding behind a log. And I don't want to say, I don't want to use the R word. That's four letters. Uh-huh. Right? But that's what they're looking. That's what they're wanted. Like, that's all they're, they're, they're like, they don't care what, like, who, they, they don't need approval. They're out they of just, like a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like they, this is hell comes to frog town. Perfect example. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it is so insane. I spent all I spent entirely too much money on a very nice Hell Comes to Frog Town. Like no one should spend as much money as I, I Yeah. I, I I watched it like pirated and barely made it through it. I don't know why you own it. It's a movie that I, <laughs> I hated and I'm like, I think if I watch this again, I'm gonna love it. I just haven't watched it again. But the first time I'm just like, this is bad. Yeah. But but, but I don't know. There's a chastity belt on Rowdy Piper throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, the Kitty Hawks are just like we want a man like they're they are to a certain extent like the girls going to see these elvis movies oh that's yeah that's not a bad call they remind me of the yeah like groupies yeah like they move like it's it's so weird though because it's like a flock so then after the kitty hawks run through the other girls azalea and what's her name selena are like batgirl we're horn no, azalea is batgirl oh, okay i just Sorry. <laughs> Sorry well, they, they, they like never say Azalea. They always, they say Selena a couple times because they're like, we need to marry Ooh. Selena so we can get married. Selena Kyle? Catwoman? Yes. All right. Oh, hold on. I, <laughs> so I copied incorrectly from Wiki and I thought for a second both of these actresses played Batgirl and I was like, there's no way Mm-mm. they cast two Batgirls. No. Like, what would be the odds of that? Maybe she played a villainous. On the show? No. But it was my mistake. But hold on. So there's a movie, there's a site called Listall. L-I-S-T-A-L dot com list Batgirl, right? So it's it's Batgirl list. Yeah. Right. Yvonne Craig. Cool. Got it. Number one. Bingo. Number two, uh, Dina Meyer in or is she played Barbara Gordon Oracle in Birds of Prey Tis and Two. Okay. Sure. Alicia Silverstone, Batman and Robin. Cool. Got it. Uh Aaron Carafel in Bat- Return to the Batcave and Misadventure of Adam and Burt. Don't know, maybe a parody, who knows? Whatever, that's fine. Melinda McGraw in The Dark Knight. Sure, whatever. Anne Hathaway. Cool. Wait, in the Dark Knight. I have no idea. 
Don't worry about it. We're, this is not, this, not, okay, this okay, list okay. is terrible, but I'm getting there. Alexia Jean Grey. Don't know. And then just a picture of Mary Louise Parker with the headline, wearing T-shirt. <laughs> so if you look here, come, come, come right. I can't really spin my laptop, no, but here, just cool. take a look. There's just a picture of Mary Louise Parker wearing a Batman T-shirt. And they're like, what the hell is that? They're like, hey, Batgirl list. Let's put Mary Louise Parker on there. That's bizarre. And so this guy, uh, Felipe Unger, 11 years ago, made Batgirl on Listall. I'm like, okay, so it was Yvonne Craig. But I'm like, when, when did Mary Louise Parker? Oh, she didn't. She's literally just wearing a Batman T-shirt. That's so strange. Yeah. That's, that's okay then. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So they're both horny. They're like, Elvis, we love you. You got to pick. I know that you just sang about how you're loving two girls. Yep. But shit or get off the pot. Make it up. Yeah. Make your choice. And so Selena's like, I'm going to give you good. And like she makes out with him. He's singing Catching On Fast. Right. And so Selena kisses him and he's just like, all right, I see. I see the pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And then Azalea kisses him, Batgirl. And he's just like, yeah, that's, that's what's, what's up. up. He starts singing to her. Right. That's the, yeah. yeah. So they're like leaning against the tree and they're making plans to marry. But she's like, look. Happy's gonna say okay. He he he's gonna be overjoyed uh-huh. that we're gonna get married. She's older. She's got to go first. So weird. So he's like, you, you have to marry her. <laughs> cool. So then he says to Grandpa Joe, "I got a new I got a new order for you. And remember, I'm your boss. <laughs> I need you to fall in love with me." <laughs> <laughs> this guy. There's no way. This is a guy later that the kitty hogs grab him and throw him back. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, we only need useful men. Oh, my gosh. That's but- the thing in the movie. And so they're like, okay, cool. Got it. And then another girl shows up because I guess they're like, okay, so we got to have the other Elvis have a love interest. And the only like girls that we've given any characterization to, and the characterization is one has blonde hair, one has black hair. <laughs> another girl has to show up, and that's... Uh, oh yeah, like a stenographer. Yeah. yeah, the typist. And that guy's like, like the sergeant I think was like stunned. He's like, they didn't have any male typists. I'm like, male typists. This is the '60s. Like, <laughs> what? Why would you? Like Oops. this guy. This guy was like upset that like a beautiful young woman showed up. I'm like, what do yeah. you? What did you want? When is you don't have to write it. Yeah, just talk to her and she'll write it out. What's the difference? So but. then she's the one who shows up for Jody, basically. So. Yeah, and that's that's the one that judo flips him and all that and like plays very hard to get appropriately because she's basically running away from like Michael Myers in this sequence. <laughs> it's yeah. like how it feels. But just to go back quickly about Elvis is like the guy he just picks out of like a crowd to be like, marry this yeah. girl so I can marry her sister. They like do fall in love at first sight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it works. And, the, and the guy is kind of like schlubby. Like there's nothing distinguishing him he's not handsome he's not ugly he just you well can't the biggest pick him flaw out of crowd biggest flaw not elvis <laughs> yeah that's true too Can you imagine if a third elvis showed up at that point man a redhead no they sit oh the <laughs> third typist who shows up is a redhead elvis oh my god they're like this doesn't help this only makes things worse <laughs> so okay so the next song jody singing oh. to the typist just breaks the whole movie so he and midge cynthia pepper kind of scrap he tries to woo her with songs. Um, then I wrote down as I'm watching, it worked. Look, he did the thing and then she flips him over and then he runs, she runs away. He follows after her. She stops. She trips him mm-hmm. and she runs away again. It's just like, what? Is- well, yeah. So it's like the, it's like 
not even cat and mouse like i said like it's it's like a horror movie for a minute you know yeah. like she's trying to get away from the killer and and it only ends because she gets like the florence nightingale thing where like she hurts him so much right like she beats the crap out of him and at one point he like can't get up and she's like are you okay oh i'm so sorry and he goes and i think they go in for the for the peck and uh, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Because at this time, in movies at least, you kiss, you're married. <laughs> yeah. That was, she's pregnant now. Mm-hmm. So. I do like that this movie is like, okay, so dark hair Elvis with dark, dark hair, hair girl. girl. Blonde hair Elvis with new blonde hair girl. Mm-hmm. And other original blonde hair girl with, you know, somebody. I don't know. Whatever, it never matter. takes his hat off, I don't yeah. think. This is what you mentioned earlier. The next song is Pappy, Won't You Please Come Home, sung by Glenda Farrell whose ma is singing, making moonshine, longing for Pappy. And I just wrote down why. Why well, is this in the movie? Yeah. Other than just to give her something to do, which is cool. But like, yeah. what? I have a, th- I have a theory. I Elvis just, nowhere to be seen. I, Neither yeah, Elvis. I just formulated a theory. Okay. So I know next is Viva Las Vegas. I yes. know that movie's shot. I know the colonel was upset that Elvis sort of had to like share that film with, um, and Margaret. and Margaret, right? And so, you know, it was sort of like... Have you seen that one or not? I have not seen okay. it yet. But, like, from what I understand, it's like, you know, I don't want Elvis... I, I don't want anyone but Elvis singing in an Elvis movie, you know? Right. I think we've run into that a little bit. So maybe to prep us for how bad it is when Elvis doesn't sing in his own movies, they put this Remember, in. Remember, they, they made this one after they I, made That's what that I'm one. saying. So they so the colonel is like, oh. Prepare them so that when Elvis so he, isn't he, on screen. He preemptively sabotaged a movie they'd finished that hadn't yes. been released yet. Because they're like, don't you want only Elvis to sing? Yeah, you do not want a woman to sing to you in an Elvis movie. Boy, that's... Am I do crazy? <laughs> Just for crazy enough to maybe work. <laughs> I mean, only the colonel thinks like that, right? Like, truly, he's so dubious. He is truly the penguin. So they're like, "Where is Pappy?" And then they just they haven't hear Pappy shouting. Well, the dog does his lassie thing at first, and they're like, "Oh, it must be real bad if he's not bringing us to Pappy. He mm-hmm. must be dead." <laughs> so they hear Pappy shouting, and Pappy is just hanging from a branch by suspenders. Because he ran up the tree to escape a bear. It's literally a cocaine bear situation. So it's also like straight out of, you know, Bugs Bunny again. Uh I've definitely seen this as a kid. Oh, so the massive search party, like suddenly we've got like the entire military there, like way more people than last time. And they're all getting picked off by Kitty Hawks as they're going. It's so good. And it's literally like, like, yeah, like, like, The Kitty Hawks, again, that's another thing I've never seen. Like the green feast thing, I like when we got to that, I was just like, check, like I'm like this. Yeah, it, yeah, it you weren't even box. looking anymore. Wasn't even looking anymore. Like I closed that part of the proverbial notebook and I was just like, we're good. And then the Kitty Hawks, like, I can't even describe, like, we, we, we've described them. It still doesn't make any sense to me. I, I don't know how you come up with the concept, right? Like that has not- to exist in some form. Or maybe not. I don't know. No, I think this is pure male fantasy you think? craziness at the time. Like men are so like chauvinistic at this time that this is what they like. This is the ideal dream. Do you think in Harem Scarum we'll have another form of the Kitty Hawk written by this guy, directed by this guy? Yeah, it's going to be the Harem. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Why else do you think there's a Harem? There's a Harem in this movie. <laughs> You're, We're you're so you're, dumb. It's literally there in the title. 
When is Harem Scarum? It's in five movies. Enough. Five movies. Okay, it's soon enough. Between now and then, we've got Viva Las Vegas. We've got a movie it, called it, Tickle Me. Where it, it we got good a stuff. year, you know? <laughs> All right. No, we got so many movies. This is Smarch. I don't know why you called it Smarch, but I'm going to always call it Smarch. Well, you've seen The Simpsons at that. It's it's from Treehouse of Horror with uh, Groundskeeper Willie, Friday the 13th, and they go to the meeting at the school, and Homer's like, lousy Smarch weather. Oh, right. It's the fastest, Dude, I'm smallest in season like 18 joke. of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's like probably season five or six, maybe. That's I don't know. Decades ago for me. Can't believe you're soldiering on. Season 15. Great season. Oh, maybe I'll pick up from there. No, don't pick up from there. Just watch season 15. No, I think I've seen I'll 20. share with you. I'm putting together a Google sheet of the good episodes. Okay. There's All like right. 20 minutes left in the movie, but we're at the end of the movie. They're like, we can't even pretend to drag this out anymore. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Like, we didn't even talk about how they save Pappy, um, which is way more. Like, they go through such an ordeal with the rope and the pulley system yeah. and everything. And Elvis is like breaking the branch as he's trying to help. You just grab Pappy. Yeah. Like, Elvis... He's Elvis literally he's like over land. Yeah. You just he's got suspenders. Get a hook or a twig and be like, hold this, Pappy. And you just yeah. go like that. Like it was like we need to show the military might of the of the army. <laughs> it could save an old man. And they're like, cool. So we figured out kind of a way that like the military is going to be happy. Pappy's going to be happy. And there's going to be happy three Pappy. weddings. Yeah. So we're going to have like a celebration of marriage kind of. And yeah. Elvis as Jody sings Barefoot Ballad, which is one of the dumbest songs I've heard ever. <laughs> and I kind of love it for that. Where yeah. the chorus goes, now the big toes connected to the two toes. The two toes connected to the three toe. The three toes connected to the four toe. The four toe keeps going. The four toes connected to the five toe and the five toe. Thanks, and away we go. I actually kind of like this song too. <laughs> like I, I don't think... There are any like really good songs in this movie. I think they're mm -hmm. all like they're fine. Like they're just like they're they're love so they're whatever. They're unremarkable. Yeah. yeah. This one, who oh boy. What <laughs> well, are you trying the, for here? Well, it's the show it's like kind of trying to be close to the showstopper. I mean, I know it's not the last song, right? But like no. it, it's the party. It's the big right. it's the big show. So I think they wanted to go a little more it sounds you know, it sounds a little more in line with probably what like big budget Hollywood musicals were sounding like at this time. You sure. Know, it sounds less like the mo the songs from the rest of the movie. Well, this also like for the first time in the movie returns us to an earlier type of Elvis movie where there's another song, like basically back to back. It's like, Hey, we're here. Might as well do another song. <laughs> Cause like, remember, remember like in the early movies we're like, Oh boy, like, but there'll be like a 20 minute chunk where there's like four songs. Like, yeah. what are we doing yeah. And here? It's like song and then 90 seconds. And then here's another song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just, we're, we're in an Elvis movie. Rapid fire. And and it's appropriate too, like unlike most of the rest of the songs, I know we're not at this segment. I don't want to jump the gun too much, but like you know, this is the time in the movie to start singing, yep. more than any other time right. in the movie up to now. But this second song is funny because it's once it's enough, where it's basically just like, I used to be in love with two girls, but I guess this one is all right. <laughs> like you know, Yvonne Craig is pretty okay. Like oh, she's, she's. I hope all I right. picked the right one. Ugh. I hope she doesn't dye her hair and she's not blonde too. Oh, okay. So they have not sorted out the entire premise well, of the movie yet because no. then Elvis goes to play checkers with Pappy yes. and he's just like let's explain this king me so I love this about the movies they totally forget yeah to, to end the movie well because They're the like, movie starts the movie starts as a military movie and then it's like well we gotta have Elvis fall in love it's like well what about the plot they're like plot 
They're like, no, it's like the classic Elvis starts as one thing and becomes another. He starts here as a military pilot. He's a jet. He flies the jets. And now he's a backwater hillbilly. Like, what do you want? It's two movies in one. So Pappy signs the lease. If thousand dollars for the land, private road, no military trespassing. And also, you know, the tax man, whatever. So then they wrap up the movie now that everything's like there's a, a pretty nice bow on it with Kiss and Cousins number two, mm. where they're singing in victory, having wrapped things up neat and clean. And the moral is just we're all cousins because Adam and Eve. So why not bang your actual cousin? <laughs> that's that is. Let me get the actual lyrics, yeah. because like that's that's what Elvis sings. No, it's kind of like, you know, if Neil deGrasse Tyson was explaining, he's like, we all are stardust. We Billions all, and billions. We've all come from the same stuff, so why not fuck your sister? <laughs> yes, we're all cousins. That's what I believe, because we're children of Adam and Eve. I got a girl. She wants a lot of love. That's the kind of trouble I need plenty of. And so there's an annotation on Genius.com See. says, ah, since we're all cousins in a sense, if you believe the story, it's quite all right to dot, 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 do certain things mm-hmm. so to, you know, with your actual cousin. The church brings up the Adam and Eve stuff, I'm sure. Just like, hey. We kiss all night. I'll squeeze her tight, but we'll be kissing cousins, and that'll make it all right, all right, all right, all right. Maybe that's why it's McConaughey as Elvis, because he's all singing right, all, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. He's it, like, oh, yeah, boy. I kissed my cousin once. It was all right, all right. I've got a gal. She's as cute as can be. She's a distant cousin, but she's not too distant with me. It's like, Jesus, man. Did I ever tell you my horrible McConaughey joke? Uh, What does northern Matthew McConaughey sound like? What? Okay, okay, okay. Anyway. (laughs) We just lost a lot of listeners. What is the (laughs) best song in the movie? Is it Barefoot Ballad? Probably. I, you know, I, I hate to say, I mean, Fun and Acapulco was so up my alley with the mariachi stuff. Yeah. And like, I just love that. I, I was uh, such a high at that one that this one is just, everything felt very unremarkable, yeah. unfortunately. And they all felt very fast. Like, the songs felt quick, quicker than usual. Maybe it was the other thing, too. I where it's a lot like, like two-minute songs or like 90-second yeah. songs. And it's another thing, too, where like in this one, it's a lot of just singing to a person. Yeah. And like, we've gotten a lot where like you sing and do stuff. Right. There's not a lot of singing and doing in this. So, like, I I will not say that I have never before watched a movie for a podcast and not been fully invested. Like, not that I was loving this movie, but, like, I was watching this movie, like, knowing this is like, I'm like, what song, like, do I like the song? And the right. answer to most of them was kind of, no, not really. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not bad. Right. But it's just, right. I, I will not remember this song tomorrow. See, I don't... And I don't think I, I knew any of these songs before the movie. Like, not that every movie we've had a song, but, like... Right. Recently, there's been like a song or two that have like broken oh, through dude. to be like, these are Elvis songs. I, I have a new favorite Elvis song. Like I've been listening to my favorite Elvis soundtrack and stuff. So I like, you know, Trouble, I think is from King Creole might be Ooh. my new favorite song. I've been listening to that a lot. Fun and Acapulco a lot. Like, do you, Blue well, Hawaii like, a lot. In a week, will you remember any of these songs? I don't think so. No, it's right? unfortunate because I've, cause I've come to like a lot of these yeah. songs through the movies, you know, and then find a couple Elvis tunes and some of these soundtracks and stuff. And so I was disappointed. Plus, you know, I don't know. So Can't Help Fallen in Love is clearly better than any of these songs. So that's not yeah. even a question there. Yeah. Okay. So scale of one to 10. Oh man. How forced is the music? A 10 is perfect. One yeah. is like, you're just, you're, you're finding reasons to sing songs. We're pretty close to the bottom here, right? Well, so the lowest we've had is Kid Galahad. It was a three. Follow That Dream was a three. It's lower than that. Two? Well, let's just put it this way. The only song that feels like it should start 
to be to be that they should be singing are the ones at the party. I mean, I think to a certain extent, if you have Elvis in your movie, like if you have a, but he, we never established that he's musical. Never establish that. Never and, and never see anyone playing instruments, right? To accompany and they, him. these all have backing bands. Like they all have like music yeah. that you hear and like people whistling. As That's the support. closest you get is the whistling. But there's also. Backing music, which could be coming out of the radio. I'm going to say it's a one and a half. I, I, I want to leave room for, for worse. For then maybe a two. I'll say two. That's fine. Two out of ten. Like that doesn't it doesn't really impact the movie because I know that like these movies like there's going to be ten songs. Like, that's just like part of the deal. But yeah. like it would be better if they if there was a reason like why does this guy keep singing love songs? It's like, oh, because he's a singer. But dude, that would have been a great. Oh man, if I was back, it would have been so fun to write an Elvis movie. We just should. Like, imagine Elvis literally gets hit with Cupid's arrow. Like, Cupid comes to Earth and yeah. he shoots Elvis, and like he accidentally shoots the other person. It's like the person he's not supposed to fall in love with, but does anyway. And it's like a taming of the shrew kind of situation. Maybe I don't know, but like it would be so fun to write an E movie. So another thing with the songs, it's again like melodically fine, not hard to listen to. Lyrically, creepy. Yeah. You know, like I just am not going to be singing along well, to I a lot of this stuff. That is something that, like, I don't want to applaud, but the fact that the movie is willing to be like, "Hey, Elvis wants to and bang more than one girl." Anyway. Yeah, it's just like we're gonna we're gonna see if, we'll see if people like it because like they've been doing that every single time. Girls are just like, "You gotta pick one," and the movie's like, "This is a bad idea." This movie's <laughs> like, "It's a good idea." Yeah, I wonder though, like. Like the creepy, like the sexually perverted stuff in this movie yeah, yeah. is the incest stuff, which they, which largely they kind of steer away from. Yeah, but there's also a lot. It's everything in this movie just seems to be about sex, which is why I'm surprised it got a lot of this past the censors. I mean, the movie's things. literally called. I know that. I know that there's the the other meaning, but like it's called kissing cousins. Like it's just like this is going to be a little hornier, but it's like a lot hornier. <laughs> Maybe that was like kind of the thing is like Elvis is like, now you see what I deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. It's like all these people coming after me. So this is Elvis's PSA? Up. This is PSA. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't be me. All right. So this movie, I don't think I guessed this movie because I was just like, I can't. I passed. No, you, I, I. You got it right. You said Elvis plays cousins, blonde, yeah. dark haired, who are always trying to get girls. They have a contest about trying to date girls. They end up doing it. They'll want to switch girls at some point. He's a train conductor. It's at New England, Boston. So. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. No, well, you were wrong there. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Viva Las Vegas. So wait, ha you said you'd seen two Elvis movies. Which Have we seen them both already, or is there one that we have not, we've still not gotten no, to? No, I think seen? I've seen them. I okay, so everything them. from here on out is new for you. Yeah. Especially Tickle Me. <laughs> there's, there's great titles, man. Okay, what do you think Viva Las Vegas is about? What? I think I think it's one of in my in my mind. There's one of two things that happens. Either he comes to Vegas, or he's already established in Vegas. It clearly takes place in Las Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. I think my guess is that he is a struggling Las Vegas entertainer. The only thing I know about it is that there's Anne Margaret. There's a very sexy dance that she does, like because okay. yeah, she's yeah. beautiful. And, like there's like this she's thing, in it too. Razor Trash remix. That we'll, we'll talk about that next time or whatever. He is struggling as an entertainer, and this older – is she older or is she his age? I don't know. I she mean, takes I... him under her wing. They fall in love, Ooh. and it's just like that kind of thing. But like I think that he's struggling, and it's kind of against Elvis because Elvis is, like, does everything so naturally. Okay. And he's struggling, and, and then, you know, it, just whatever. Okay. I got one. I think Elvis is established, okay, and he's like – And successful? 
Yeah, okay. and he's got his name in lights, and here comes Anne Margaret, mm-hmm. and she's the hot new act at threatening his stability, and they sort of have like a war going on between them, mm-hmm. and and then it becomes like a a love hate thing, and then they team up for the ultimate act, and if Elvis can't make this work, he has to go back to his like previous job or back home where he was like working at the slaughterhouse. I'm going to say something like that. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to throw in that like he had a prior life that he's going to have to go back to if he can't work things out in Vegas. Does he do, do he and and Margaret end the movie together? They have to, right? Yeah. 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 And you know what? They get married by Elvis in a wedding chapel in Vegas. No, you can't write that. They get married in Las Vegas. They get married in Vegas and maybe that's where the whole Elvis wedding chapel thing comes from. Viva Las Vegas. Because it clearly wasn't before Elvis, right? Like that, like people weren't getting married by Elvis while Elvis was still alive before he did this movie. So yeah, I don't know. That's my guess. So Kiss and Cousins had mm. the lowest rating on IMDb, rightfully so, I think so far, a 5.2. Mm. It had a 2.3 on Letterboxd, also the lowest so far. Viva Las Vegas. And I think this is one where I don't know. It's not the highest because we've had King Creole was a seven. We've had some of the mid sixes, but this is a 6.3. Whoa. which is our highest in six movies. It's also been seen by almost 8,500 people on IMDb, so it's nice. by far the most popular one so far. Letterbox a 3.1, which hmm. is the highest since Flaming Star, which is even further back. Flaming Star. And more than 10,000 people have logged it on Letterbox, which is by far the most popular one there. So like this wow. is, I think this is the one that people know. Yeah. Well, it's definitely the song. I remember the song... In like the early 2000s, was it for the Oceans movie maybe? Like this song had a resurgence. There was a remix. It was everywhere. Well, there was also the... um, That Gold Elvis 1 came out, I think. I think in Oceans 11, there was... He has a song Rubbernecking that Paul Oakenfold remixed. Oh. That's in Oceans 11. When they go to Vegas, Like that's the song that they literally drop into Vegas with. Okay. They stop, look, and listen, baby. That's my philosophy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Rubbernecking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right with me. So like I, I that might be in this I don't know that might be I don't I actually don't know if I've ever actually heard the original Rubberneck and I just know the Oakenfold remix from like you know 2001 or whatever so cool cool but this cool. is a movie that like is in like there's an Elvis Blu-ray collection that has three movies in it and like Viva Las Vegas it's Jailhouse Rock Viva Las Vegas and Elvis on tour right so like this oh, is one that wow. like is out there that you can actually yeah might as well be the comeback special in there right. that's like the three everybody knows well I this will probably get a an it's solo release re-release. It, it might soon. Viva Las Vegas. Well, because of all the reasons we're talking about, it's like one of the most popular ones. Like if they're going to want a for sure. There is, there 4K. is one actually came out. It's a region free. I don't know if it was, I don't know who made this, Okay, but it came out maybe last year, but like, yeah, it's, 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 it's out there. Yeah. It's remastered. Clend up. Viva Las Vegas. I will say this about the DVD. Oh, no, this came out like 10 years ago. Never mind. Last few movies, the prints have been really clean. Like, they're yeah. nice. They're, you know, at least not squinting or anything. Yeah. You have a bunch of, like, so Viva Las Vegas is on Blu-ray. King Creole, Jailhouse Rock. Uh, Flaming Star is apparently on Blu-ray. Flaming Star. Love Me Tender, Viva Las Vegas. Love Me Tender. Blue Hawaii, the new one. Wild Love in the Country. Whoa, Wild in the Country. I don't know, I don't know when... Like some of these are like limited editions. Like they're all like thirty or forty bucks though. Like they're all like yeah. Twilight. So this 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 label Twilight Time puts out three thousand of them. Like you can buy them for like thirty or forty bucks. Yeah. But like it's just one movie. You if know what I mean? You, if I don't think you need to 
all right, if you're watching the Elvis movies, you don't need the best copy. You just need a copy. You know, like it's not a kind of movie I feel where it's like I need to see it in HD or 4K. Like it was shot on film in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Like it's not going to transfer any better than a DVD for me anyway. Like I think really... if they're going to do a whole thing like the King Creole and the Blue Hawaii, like I've shown you like those are like what's the what's the label that does that? It's um hmm. the Paramount. Paramount does that. Oh, like okay. but like it's like a it's like a it's a production. It's not just like we're going to upscale this with like, you know, yeah. take something that's not great and like, you know, make it look try to look nicer. It's just I don't know. I wonder if the the DVDs themselves have gone down in price now that the Blu-rays are being reissued and I don't stuff. Know. But like uh yeah. I mean, look, also, if you're a collector, you know, that's right. another well, great thing. Well, I mean, look around, right? So. No, I know, but. So. All right. Riley Keough. Riley Keough, Daisy Jones and the Six, now out on Amazon. Uh-huh. I'm going to finish the book after you leave today. All right. I only just heard about this. I saw a trailer about a week ago. I mean, I've been talking about it on here for months. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I've been I've been forgetting about it, and then it showed up. I was like, "Oh, this There's is the, the thing push, that yeah. she's been working on." You yeah. know, like that's what I meant. I didn't mean like where this come from out of nowhere. I was like, "Oh, this is what you've been talking about." Okay, no, like this is a book that I think was like in Reese Witherspoon's book club. Like it's a very popular book by Taylor Jenkins Reid, I think is her name, and it's it's written in an oral history type of way, where like it's basically kind of like a Fleetwood Mac-y sort of thing, where like it's like yes. a love hate yes, kind of whatever. That. I get that. Yeah. Um, the book is enjoyable and very easy to read, but it's kind of generic-ish. All right, it's a little Starborn kind of stuff in there. What do you mean? A Starborn? Oh, like, story I mean, it's it's just kind of like it's just like oh, you know, band members fell in love. There was drug addiction. There's like this. There's that. It's just like yeah, I get yeah, it. Like every rock song. The weird thing to me is that like there's so much written about like these songs. Like oh my god, these songs. Like they like they like run through a track list and like. These songs don't exist. Like I, 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 I right. it's cool that you're able to like wax poetic about whatever, but it doesn't really exist. Anyway, the, I'm, I'm excited for the show because I'm reading it with picturing Riley as Daisy. I think she's going to be a That's great cool. Daisy Jones. Cause she's like this like up and coming sort of starlet who's like beautiful and takes the world by storm or whatever and joins a band called the six. And then kind of like they put out this album or whatever. Yeah. So like that's what the show is going to be about. And like she is going to be a killer, I think, Daisy Jones. Plus, you know, we love her anyway. But like yeah. I think she's like a, I think it's a very good part for her. Interesting. Yeah. From what I saw in the trailer, it was like I think you're going to hear all the songs they mentioned in the book or at least some of them because they wrote well, they put out, they put out it, on Spotify yesterday. They put out all the, the original. Album. Yeah. Music. yeah. Mm -hmm. So like they recorded all the songs and, and like the trailer was like, you know, I got this song and they're like. You can't have a song. It right. probably sucks. And then she starts singing the song. They're like, her song is great. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but uh, she looks amazing and she sounds amazing. And I'm just looking forward to another show. Well, you know what we got to do? I just realized the easy way to continue this podcast is do the Riley Keough movies. Well, dude, that's what I mean. Like, we'll do we'll do Elvis. I mean, we you know everybody related to like all of his kids. We can't do Cage again, but like I want to do the Naked Gun movies at some point that Priscilla's in. She's in three Naked Gun. We got to do that before Riley. You sure. Know? I don't know if Lisa Marie ever was in ever anything. We so I was talking to this woman at the, at the yoga studio I go to, and I was talking about the book and the adaptation because she didn't know that the book was becoming a show. And I'm like, oh, and like you know, Riley Keough plays Daisy Jones. She's like, I don't know if I know Riley Keough. I'm like, like I've seen her in so many things that like I blanked. I'm like, what? What does like a normal person know her? Like, and I don't know that normal people really know her. No, you I say, was like, yeah. I was like, okay, so. Yes. Like, mm, so she was in Under the Silver, you wouldn't know Under the Silver Lake. She like, was in American Honey, but I, uh, you haven't yeah. seen that. And 
Elvis's the girlfriend gran- experience, but I'm like, uh, I, I started with Elvis's granddaughter. She's like, okay. Oh, you started with Elvis's granddaughter. Yeah. Usually that's like all people need is like, I don't need to know what she looks like. I don't know what she's, oh, she's Elvis's do- uh, granddaughter. She's famous. Okay. Right. No, but then, then I was just like. Mad Max. I went home. Road. I forgot about Mad Max, but like all of the like horror stuff that she, like it comes at night and all that stuff. Like, oh, I'm like, yeah. there's a bunch of stuff she's, she's in, been like, I've seen, I've literally seen like 20 of her movies and I was like. I can't name a single one that like a, like a quote unquote normal person would have seen. Cause she hasn't been in a mainstream movie like that. You know, she's except for mad, mad max, but like people, as many people have seen mad max, like haven't like, well, you know? she's also one of five people, like one of five wives. Five women, you know what I mean? And she's not, yeah. And she's so, not, if she's not Shirley Theron, you right. know, it's like, there's another woman in the movie. It's like, yeah, I remember the brides. <laughs> so according to letterbox in terms of popularity, it's fury road, then the devil all the time, which came out a couple of years ago. Hmm. Did you see that one with no. Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, what? Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, Robert Pattinson, Jason Clark. I always forget he's the other brother in Lawless. Yeah, I love that movie. She's also in the house that Jack built under the Silver Lake, The Guilty, where she's only a voice. I think the other ones that people might know her from, but again, not huge hits. Logan Lucky and Zola. She's great Zola. in both those movies, but still, like, yeah, you're like what? You have to explain. She's in the first Magic Mike. It's like who? Yeah. She's in The Lodge, a movie that, like, you know, but like, I, again, I'm not saying this to discredit her at all. Of course, of course. Love Song is one of the best movies of the last decade. She's wonderful in that. Oh, that was amazing. Her and Jenna Malone. Yeah. Like, I forgot about that. I mean, wow. That movie. So was hopefully great. this, like, catapults her toward, like, people, like, go and explore her other stuff because I think she's great and I think that people should, like, but, like, it's, it's wild it's that it's hard to be like, what is she from? It's like, I know her from so much and I can't. Now that you have an iPhone, you got to keep her picture on the phone. Be like, this is what she looks like. Here's set, her IMDb. Set her on a lock screen. <laughs> is your girlfriend? Why? No. <laughs> Riley Keough. I keep Elvis's granddaughter on my lock screen. <laughs> we'll be back probably for, in three weeks for John Wick. We'll be back in a little over a month for Renfield. We've got other stuff coming up with Charlie's and stuff like that. So just stick yep. around. Stay, stay subscribed, whatever. Uh, email king at cageclub.me and we'll, you know, we'll be back sooner rather than later, right? Yeah, so. definitely. All right. Uh, Elvis has left the building. Barefoot ballad, you just can't go wrong.